Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 227 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering the 9th of August to 8th August the 15th, Doctrine and Covenants Section 88. And today we're going to continue from verse 13, which introduces this idea of the light and the law. Uh, and the life. It says in verse 13, the light which is in all things, which giveth life to all things, which is the law by which all things are governed, even the power of God who sitteth upon his throne, who is in the bosom of eternity. So this idea that light, life, law and power are seemingly um, interchangeable is interesting, particularly uh, law. Now we have talked a lot on this podcast about the grace of Christ and how his atonement makes it possible for justice to be served, that he has suffered and dealt with all that needs to be dealt with and suffered for our sins and our, mis- and our misdeeds so that we might not have to if we follow him. But of course, the law is still important. You know, when what we're not saying when we are talking about the atonement of Christ and how Christ and how he makes it possible for all things to be dealt with in the law it's not saying that the law is not important. In fact, it's showing that the law has to be upheld and is necessary uh, for us to be able to receive um, this life and joy and peace that we, we are promised if we accept the atonement of Christ into our lives because the law has been dealt with and, and is paid for by Christ. And when you think about it and you think about what the purpose of light is, I mean, it gives us an understanding, it illuminates our lives it gives us warmth, it gives us comfort and peace. When you think about it, the law does this as well because it helps us to feel comfortable. It helps us to feel secure because others are upholding the law. It gives us understanding because when we keep the law, we understand why it is necessary because we see how it provides a um, orderly way for everyone to live and so on. Law and, and light are actually quite... Um, understandably uh, connected in this verse when you sit and think about it in that way. Um, But then uh, the Lord goes on to explain how this law and light work in terms of the resurrection. And it introduces, first of all, the fact that the spirit and body are the soul of man. Um, President Joseph F. Smith said this, quote, The Doctrine and Covenants has explained what the human soul is, what the soul of man is. The body and the spirit are the soul of man, and the purpose of our mortal sojourn is to bring about a complete fusion, to bring about an indissoluble oneness of spirit and body. If parents will live according to the gospel, will send their children to be taught in church organisations, and indeed will augment that teaching and teaching with teaching and example in the home, then the two then two great forces the family and the church will converge upon the individual youngster to bring about a wholeness, a spiritual health, a oneness without which neither happiness nor salvation can be obtained. Close quote. Really, I love that because it's it's kind of a physical example of how the soul works, that the home and the church are the complete one, so as, as is the body and the spirit to create the whole soul. Um, and so what the Lord teaches us here is that the, the redemption of the soul comes through Christ and it needs to be sanctified. And I'm going to skip ahead a bit here uh, to uh, verse 21, 
For it says, And they who are not sanctified through the law which I have given unto you, even the law of Christ, must inherit another kingdom, even that of a terrestrial kingdom or that of a telestial kingdom. Now, it's almost as if that, you know, when the great vision was given in uh, Doctrine and Covenants section 76, as we know, it caused a bit of um, uncertainty and unsettlement between some of the saints because it obviously completely uh, changed the so the view of heaven and hell and the afterlife uh, for many of these people from traditional Christianity, it's almost as if the Lord is now again giving line upon line a bit more and, and a bit more as they learn and as they grow uh, to help them not have to deal with everything all at once. Um, interestingly here, it says that they are sanctified through the law. Now, again, this is where we, we start to learn about how law is important obedience to commandments and and striving our best to follow the example of Christ is important um, and of course I don't I don't think we can ever say that these things are not important because of course we are taught that in the scriptures that we need to obey the commandments that we need to live a righteous life but interestingly it says the law of Christ and what is the law of Christ I suppose that that probably refers to the gospel of Christ which is to have faith in him, to repent, to be baptized and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then to strive to live those covenants for the rest of our lives, renewing them on a regular basis because we will still make mistakes. Um, and I think that, again, it just reminds us that whilst the law is important, we are not to become like the Pharisees who saw the law as the, as the means and the end, but rather um, the the law is what we are aiming to achieve and live, but our saviour makes it so that we can repent when we make those mistakes and helps us to change. So one day we will live that law perfectly, um, but that won't happen in this life. But we are aiming to move towards that point as, as, as efficiently as we can. Lawrence C. Dunn uh, said this, quote, Some think that our ultimate judgment and reward will be based on how many laws and commandments we keep and how many we do not keep. While in a sense this is true, it misses the broader and spiritual purpose for keeping the commandments. When I was younger, I lived to play basketball. It was on my mind constantly. I spent countless hours practicing. Gradually, I began to go through the moves automatically without thinking about them. Physically and mentally, I had become conditioned to do certain things by instinct. I had practiced them until they became natural to me. In like manner, we keep the commandments and teachings of the gospel in order to condition us spiritually. It is not a matter of how many laws we keep and how many we do not keep. We keep the commandments because they are the laws that govern the spirit. The spirit in turn will sanctify us, condition us spiritually, and eventually prepare us to live in the kingdom where God is. The laws that govern the spirit are nothing more nor less than the laws that govern the church. In addition, there is also an outpouring of the spirit for those loyal to and willing to uphold the prophet and others who have been called to preside, close quote. Another great analogy um, in this idea of how the law works, how it develops us and how it helps us to become who we are or who the Lord wants us to be. And actually his role in all this is the analogy of a uh, piano um, player. Uh, I actually read this in Bradley, uh, Bradley Wilcox's book, The C uh, Continuous Conversion, uh, recently. Uh, and it basically is that our Heavenly Father is like a parent, a loving parent who wants their child to learn how to play the piano. That is the ultimate goal for him. And so what he does is he pays for these piano lessons so that we can learn and grow. 
to do to, to do this. He doesn't do this by saying, well, I'm paying, so you have to practice. Um, or And he doesn't say that, you know, you, you owe me because I pay these piano lessons. But what he does is he pays this because he's a loving parent so that we can have this experience to learn and to grow and to play the piano. Now, as the individual, we go to this lesson or these lessons uh, and we go through this experience. But ultimately, we can only become a great piano player if we take the time to practice ourselves. Yes, the times that we want to practice or that, that we have to practice every day may seem like a burden. It may seem like a restriction at times. However, this this unwritten law or this um, the requirement to practice is something which we have to do if we are to get better. And it's not, you know, the number of times we practice that's important. What is important is that we do practice because that practicing conditions our body, our hands, our mind, our ability to be able to become a better piano player. And over time, the more we practice, the closer we become until one day we become a great player. And that comes because we are loving parents paid for us to have that um that piano lessons, otherwise it wouldn't have happened at all. Um, but we've also accepted that gift because we've practiced throughout our lives. And whilst at times it may seem difficult to do so, um, it has brought us a change in us. And it's the same with the gospel. I really liked that analogy because it shows how, you know, the commandments, the law, the requirement of practice is not there because it is a list of do's and don'ts but it is there to help condition us over time. Um, and it's up to us if we practice. And actually, you know, even if we don't practice as much as we probably should, we will still achieve some sort of level of piano ability if we go to the lessons. Of course we will, that'll come naturally. But how much we become, or how what to what level we, we attain, will only come if we engage with that practice. And again, in verse 22, as it says, for he who is not able to abide the law of a celestial kingdom cannot abide a celestial glory. Remember that ultimately it is, um, we will probably know and understand what um, kingdom of glory we will attain to before we're even given it. In fact, we may, some say that we may actually bring this kingdom upon ourselves. We may select that kingdom for ourselves in how comfortable we feel. Um, I, I, again, I don't know exactly how the, the, the final judgment will work. But what brings a lot of comfort to me is that our Heavenly Father will give us everything he can give us. He wants to bless us immeasurably and innumerably with all his blessings. Um, but we are the ones who make it possible for him to give all that he has. If we have not lived this life with, ultimately, I guess, it, it just comes down to the fact that uh, we will we will know and feel the com comfortable in what we re receive after this life, which in itself is a blessing from our Heavenly Father as well. So I loved uh, kind of studying that. And we're over our time now, so we'll continue tomorrow through this brilliant section. Uh, thank you for joining us. Please follow um, the, the Facebook group and you can also email session at gmail.com as always to share your feedback on what you've been studying. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.